0: Just like the water covering the sea, I see the millions coming to salvation. I see revival, fire in the land. I see the lost, nameless ones remember. I hear the widow shouting out your praise. I see the friendless love and celebration. Fulfilling, Lord, the calling of the loud we say to it, Lord, to it, Lord, to it, Lord, we are praying to it, Lord, to it. That's your glory.
1: Good morning. We want, we want to just uh, wish everyone happy Mother's Day, all the mothers out there. So if you would, pat yourself on the back. I wish we could pat you on the back right now, but uh, uh, we can't. Happy. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I do want to say to all the CFC Church uh, family, uh, usually we have a breakfast on Mother's Day for the mothers and give out gifts. Naturally, we can't do that this uh, month, uh, this week. Um, But we will combine Mother's Day with Father's Day this year and give out gifts and door prizes on those days for mothers and fathers. As long as we're able to meet by Father's Day, which is about a month and a half. I want you to pay attention to the news tomorrow. The governor is supposed to make a statement if we're going to go to Phase 1 or remain the way we are. Uh, Just a little update on what Phase 1 is. Phase 1 is not open that you could pack the church like a can of sardines. Okay, phase one is still limited with social distancing guidelines. They're not telling you how many people you could fit in your building, but naturally uh, a building that could seat a hundred people versus a building that could seat a thousand people, the number of people you could safely social distance is different. So um, we're gonna ask that uh, when we go to phase one and you wanna attend church again, You're going to need to skip pews to keep social distancing. Uh, We ask that you only sit with your immediate family members uh, together and uh, try to keep six feet between each people until we get into phase two, which gets a little more relaxed. So, uh, again, there will not be any saving seats on those days, uh, you know, uh, that I'm going to mark a seat. the, the The early bird gets the pew. That's what I like to say. So again, you might not have the pew that you normally sit in when you get here, but we do wanna practice that social distancing. So again, just w- welcome to everyone. Uh, pay attention to the news tomorrow. And, um, and um, again, uh, he makes about three, four o'clock is usually when he gives his press conference to the governor. So just wanna, uh, again, wish everyone a uh, happy Mother's Day. I we wanna welcome everyone again uh, watching online If this is your first time, uh, we just want to welcome you. We hope you would join us one day when we could get back together in person here. Uh, Again, uh, our Facebook uh, page, uh, we we post uh, all the updates of what's going on, how services are gonna be working. So please go to the actual CFC uh, Facebook page so you know you're gonna get the most information. Don't wait for it to come to your news feed because Facebook might not send it to you, and you might miss it. So go to the actual CFC page. All right, another thing I want, want you to know, my wife has been working hard uh, through this time trying to get more ways that we can um, have services and connection with people. Uh, we do have now have a CFC f- app for your phone. Uh, if you go to uh, our Facebook page or the website, you'll see this picture here. And you go from there to the App Store and download that app. Uh, it is, it's going to have a, I think it's a purple background with a white cross that you go to. Uh, you can't just search for it uh, in regular App Store. Go from that link because it will link you to our church. And then uh, you have online giving with that. And also all the videos of services will be on that also. We also have a, a YouTube uh, now um, We had a couple of people that had contacted me that they don't do facebook but they do have internet so now on facebook uh, on youtube you you have to search christian fellowship church comma pastor scott share to find it um it is not live streamed but like this morning service will be posted up there this afternoon we can only live stream to one source at a time and we we choose facebook right now for that there is about a million Christian fellowship churches when you search YouTube. So that's why uh, is this whole name here, uh, Christian Fellowship Church, Pastor Scott Sheremy And uh, you go there and so everyone can watch this services. All right, so uh, also at 1 o'clock this afternoon, New Generations will be putting up their uh, Sunday morning service. In the mornings, we have our service for adults uh, live stream. And at 1 o'clock, the uh, New Generations Children's Church has their... Uh, uh, ministry live stream there so everyone uh, doesn't miss out any sunday service i like to say it this way we have service here then you eat lunch then you get the kids back in front of the uh, computer or tv and they can watch their children's church one so again i uh, just want to say happy birthday to anyone having a birthday between now and next sunday if you are and you're watching online go ahead and write down birthday by your name so everyone can tell you happy birthday uh, if you're having an anniversary between now and next uh, Sunday, write down anniversary near your name there. Uh, what do they call it? Post, whatever. Tag. What do you call that? Comment. There you go. Thank you. Comment. Comment down there That is your anniversary or birthday so everyone online can wish you happy birthday and anniversary. So what we want to do is just receive our morning tithe and offerings today. Again, those of you that aren't here, there are several ways uh, you could give. If we go to the next screen there, you can give online now. You could go through the church app, or you could go to the church's website, which also has the sermon videos, uh, which is wwwwelcome 2 uh, After service, again, you could rewatch the video and pause it here if you need to get this information. Uh, or you can also uh, mail it physically to Post Office Box 1427, LaRose, Louisiana 70373. You need to send it to the post office box. They will not deliver it if it's to the physical address. Okay, Uh, and it will take weeks for them to get you your check back if you send it to here. So it goes to Russia, then to China, then I think it comes back through Turkey and Greece, and then it gets back to LaRouche. So uh, (laughs) our, uh, our office during this time is open Monday, on Mondays right now from nine to two, you could drop it off here at the church itself. So uh, what I want to do is read a couple of uh, verses for our uh, tithe and offerings this week. And this is from Psalms chapter 79 verses 13. It says, then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture will praise you, uh, praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will proclaim your praise. And Psalms 106-1 says, Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So if you have an offering, just hold it in your hand uh, and just repeat after me this morning say, As I give in today's offering, I give thanks to the God of my salvation, to the God who has shown me unmerited mercy and gives me a new heart and a new life and a new destiny. Thank you. Lord, for all the gracious provisions that I am uh, I am amazed at how you are watching over every area of my life, I bring my tithes and offerings this day with a thankful heart. Amen. Now, I joked last week that those people that have those old computers that had the three and a half inch floppy uh, disk that you could sticky envelope in there, but I was joking, that doesn't work, so that'll shred it, so uh, I just want to say I'm not responsible for computer repairs, (laughs) because you (laughs) suck an envelope in it, amen, and it is me this morning, Scott, Jeremy, I don't know if y'all recognize me, my hair's getting long, long. this morning when I walked in front of the bathroom mirror, I actually thought the caveman from the Geico commercials was standing in my bathroom, I had to take a double look there, remember, so simple a caveman could do it, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do, I'm becoming a hippie. Uh, with all this long hair. Amen. But what we want to do right now is have our uh, call to worship as we get ready to worship this morning. A call to worship for me is from uh, First Chronicles chapter 16 verses 27 through 30. It says this, glory and majesty surround him. Power and joy fill his temple. Praise the Lord, all the people of the earth. Praise his, praise his glory and might. Praise the Lord's glorious name, bring an offering and come into his temple, bow down before the Holy One, and when he appears, tremble before him, all the earth. Father, we just come to you today. Father, as we come here to worship you right now, Father God, and bring honor to the, also the mothers uh, throughout this uh, congregation and throughout this land, Father. Father, we invite your presence in this place and in the homes of everyone watching, online this morning father we ask that you would fill this place for the god with your presence touch our lives change our lives for the god change our hearts father i pray that every blind eye would be open today to hear the spiritual and see the spiritual truths for the god every ear be open to hear the spiritual truths every heart be softened to receive your word this morning father and touch our minds that we could comprehend your word. Father, as we come to worship you this morning in spirit, Father, we just thank you and invite your presence in this place. In Jesus' name, everyone says amen. All right, at home, stand to your feet and let's worship the Lord.
2: There is a light that burns in the darkness. There is a hope that washes the fear away. There is a peace that settles around us. There is a hope. Father, we're on our knees, with every heart between, bring you this offering, and Lord, come and fill this place. Father, we're crying out, Spirit, we need you now, glorious love surrounds us, Lord, come and this place There is a king who reigns in victory There is a mercy strong
3: of the river real- Your family your, your children, children and the children did you have the secrets Christmas, they spend.
4: seen by me no tear has hit the floor that I have not caught in the palm of my hand. I've had you in my mind and my thought this whole time God said I've thought about you every tear, every cry but he says I've got them I've got them and I have not let go of them even when it seems like they've run so far I have not it may look like it to you but just know that I am tugging on their heart every single day and they have not run as far from me as you think so mothers and fathers keep praying keep praying for your children keep crying out for your children those tears have not gone unseen because he is full eye no eye has seen, no ear has heard.
3: All that God has store. And
4: begin to lift your head. Speak it as though it is and begin to rejoice. over what I'm doing and what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter what you see. Speak it as though it is. country is blessed. Our president is blessed. Our people are blessed. Speak it as though it is. Because it is the cry of my heart and the desire of my heart. Don't look what you see and think that's what it is. Because it's not. What you see is not what really is going on. But speak things as though it is way you want to see it, as the way I see it in my eyes. Don't speak what you see. Speak what you in my name. Because he is for us. He is for us. He's never going to let us down. He's never going to let us down.
1: pray for all those in need right now, whatever they're going through. We pray for all those families that may have lost a loved one at this time right now, Father God. We pray that you bring peace and comfort and strength to them right now, Father. Father, we pray for those that have, may have lost uh, employment, uh, jobs in this time, Father God. Father, I just pray for them right now, Father God, that you would meet every need that they would have, Father God that they would never go without. That you surround their family. You bring peace for them. While they may look like there is no way, but Father, we know you can make a way. We thank you for that this morning. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray. And everyone says amen, amen, amen. We love you. Amen. God bless you right Darren. and if you turn on the lights this morning again those of you that at home um, if you're tuning in a little bit late this morning we want to just say happy uh, mother's day to all the mothers out there again and um, you know we honor you and lift you up and we wouldn't be here without a mom right we wouldn't exist without a mom so we love those moms now i, I I'll tell you, I had the best mom in the world. Uh, I'll put her up against any other mom. So uh, she might be listening. That's why I'm saying that right now. So uh, 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 no, she was a great mom. Uh, And you know, as we were getting ready to talk on Mother's Day this morning, as I was beginning to pray about what I was going to speak about, I had thought in which I'm going to speak on Proverbs uh, 31, the 31st uh, Proverbs, which is, known as the virtuous woman or the the noble woman uh, all these things and can i tell you the way i originally thought this was going to go did not end up at all like it did and i hope today that after you hear this message you will never look at proverbs 31 the way you did before But i believe god has, has showed me something in this this today that uh Let's put it this way: In reality, when you when you read Proverbs thirty-one, it would almost, if you're a woman, it would almost make you feel like, "Wow, I sure fall short." But I don't believe that's what this this uh, chapter is about. And so, let's just go to the Lord in prayers. We'll get started this morning, Amen. I don't know if some of you are cooking at home. I know you can't really go too many places. uh, we, we don't try to go long on these holidays for people that had uh, reservations at restaurants, but uh, I think your kitchen reservation is going to be uh, pretty good. They'll hold your seat for you. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer as we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you today. Father, as we honor our mothers here today, Father, we thank you for them. We ask you to, a special blessing upon each and every one of them, Father God. And Father, I just pray that as we study your word today, Father, that a new revelation would come to each and every one of us about mothers and their position in our life, Father. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone says, Amen, Amen. Uh, Brother Matthew, if you just put up that first graphic up there that is from Luke chapter 1. Uh, it says, Blessed is the woman who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the woman who trusts in the Lord. And this is what I want to talk about this morning. And again, it's not just women, but blessed is everyone who trusts in the Lord. And that's what we're kind of talking about. But I'm going to tie this back in to Proverbs 31. Now, Proverbs 31, if you're not familiar, was written by King uh, Lamuel. Uh, well, he, he's in verse, verse 1, but verses 2 through 9 is actually from his mother, with his mother Uh, spoke to him about you you, if you look at the second uh verse it says listen my son listen to the son of my womb you know that's not the king talking it was what he's heard from his mother but then verses uh 10 through 31 is what most people read and you know uh this is what what, we're a paradigm kind of changed in the way uh reading this uh this weekend uh of how this uh affects our life and if, if you're not careful if you would read it and not realize i think what god was really trying to tell us now th- this part was written by either the king uh, is believed uh king solomon may have wrote, written some of it it's unsure who r- writ- wrote it and it's actually a a hebrew poem that follows the uh, alphabet in the hebrew language and and what i want to just go ahead and read the first verse for tell you those of you that are in here that have notes Uh, it's not going to be there. It'll be toward the back. Because I'm going to come back to this. Notice how verse 10 begins in Proverbs 31. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth more than rubies. And and if if you're not careful, you begin to think, well, they're kind of telling us that you can't find a good woman. You know, why would why would they be saying it like that? Uh, a, a wife of noble character, who can find, again, as we're going to read later on this morning, it, it's talking about motherhood, a wife and a mother and all this, but who can find? It's like it would be hard to find. And then, unfortunately, it goes on to list for the next 20 verses or so things about motherhood and a wife that if you're not careful, you're going to read that and say, man, I... I I'm a dud, but I don't believe that's what God was trying to show us in this, and, and I'll, I'll show you why, because I want to jump real quick to the verse 31, because I think this is what God's trying to tell us, and, and again, uh, all these middle verses, how many of you know that people have different talents and abilities, and you were born with those God-given talents and abilities? So some of these things that it's talking about, God may have not given you that ability or talent to do in life. And you may, if you read this in one way, you may think, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do that. I'm a dud. But no, what God, I think, was trying to tell us is, is that very first word, honor. 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 That this whole chapter is teaching men and children, husbands and children, how to honor their wives, their wives and mothers. And mother. That word "honor," uh, what we're going to read later on, actually means to value, to, value. to put value on something. And again, in the uh, where in the Ten Commandments, where it says "honor thy father and mother," that word in in the uh, Greek language actually means to place value on that it's a valuable thing. So it, I, I believe what what we're talking about here is the order and uh things of a mother the position the office of motherhood should be honored because it's very valuable to god and it says honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring praise at the city gates it's teaching us that we need to lift up mothers and uh things and honor them so let's go back we're going to come back and tie this all in at the end but i was uh reading this, uh, I've done a Google search, so you know it's true. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to find out when was the first Mother's Day in the United States, and I was surprised that it wasn't uh, that long ago, actually. It was on May 9, 1914 before Mother's Day became an official day in the United States, before the President made it official. and So I'm thinking about, you know, that's just a little over 100 years ago the United States began honoring mothers. But we're going to look through scripture that this has always been something God had wanted. We're just a little to catch up sometimes on, on these things. So let's look. I, I'm going to go back to Luke chapter 1, verse 45 through 48. Now, this we're, I'm going to kind of focus more on New Testament type thing here, mother. And this is actually when uh, Mary finds out she's. Uh, going to give birth to Jesus and she goes find her cousin Elizabeth and she says this, verse 45, this is Elizabeth speaking, she says, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for her. And I, I want you to understand and kind of take this, that God has a purpose for each and every woman, each and every mother. You know, uh, Let's read a little bit more. Then Mary says to Elizabeth, My soul glorifies the Lord. And what is your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions, my thoughts, my desires, my emotions glorifies the Lord. And and she says, And my spirit also rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And I started thinking about this. And that how Mary said that God has been mindful of her humble state. And I was thinking about you know humble is not a is, is the opposite of being prideful and being you know look at me look at me. And Mary was a very humble person that God chose to be the mother of His Son Jesus Christ. And when you think about that, how that carries on today and in a lot of society is that motherhood. It's kind of placed on the back burner these days. You know, motherhood is, is not a very glamorous job that everybody, you know, that, you know, most, most kids, you ask them, what do you want to grow up to be? It's not about a mother. They'll tell you a career. A lot of times people, especially in today's uh, society, place more value on a career. The mother gets her worth from woe, this position I hold at work, and her value is placed there more than the value of being a mother. You see, but God's saying the position of motherhood should be your greatest value in life. All these other things are, are, you know, it's all right. I understand mothers have to work and, and things. Uh, both parents have to work these days and things. But your most important job, your most important position in the sight of God, his value is placed on being the mother to raise children in that way. So we, we need to reverse what's going on. And, you know, even us husbands, sometimes we, we, we don't. I, I know I don't. I always joke with my wife, but I, I don't. Praise her enough for the job she done as a mother and being a wife and those things. and like I, I'm trying to get, She's probably thinking I'm trying to give her a heart attack by saying that right now. But uh, she done a great job raising four kids and uh, things. I worked offshore and, th- and stuff, and she was home alone with uh, four rugrats. I don't know how, at our age right now, I don't know how she could do it. I could babysit one or two grandkids at a time right now, and in about three hours, I'm wore out. So, you know, uh, being a mother was never a glamorous job. But I want you to look at right here in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Again, my point is today is realizing that God wants you to honor the position of
3: motherhood.
1: That Proverbs 31 is not a checklist of to doing things that are you able to accomplish. I believe Proverbs 31 is a description of, in general of mothers' different abilities that they have, and God says we need to honor that position. So look what it says in Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. I'll I'll read all the verses, then I'll come back and break it down a little bit. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And there's that word honor, which means value. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. You know, so obeying and honoring your mother and father so you may have a long life on earth. You know, anybody ever heard uh, your your parent tell you, look, I brought you in this world, I could take you out. (laughs) You know, we want to listen to them. But this is what I want to want to focus on is in verse 1 right now. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, too many times people think that where it says in the Lord means obey and honor your parents only if they're Christian. But that's not what it's talking about here. Okay? He, he's talking about the position and the office of a parent. Now, he's not saying... Uh, obey them in uh, sinning and uh, if they you know, tell you to go rob a bank, he's not saying, yeah, you go, you go rob a bank. But he's saying, you honor them uh, uh, for this is right. Now, I want, want to show you something here. We're going to jump to Colossians chapter uh, 3, verse 20. That it, that uh, obeying your parents in the Lord does not mean if they're believers. I want you to understand today, we're talking about the God of of, of order and things like this. It says, children, Obey your parents, obey your parents in, everything, in everything, for this pleases who? This pleases who? 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 It pleases, it pleases the, Lord. the Lord. Notice it's not telling you children obey your parents, obey your parents because this pleases because your, parents. Please your, parents. Please your parents. It does please your parents. Right? A parent will, will, will loves when their children listen to them, but that's not what God's word says. God's word says, children obey your parents because it pleases the Lord. Now, let, let's, let's uh, tie this in. I want you to understand that God is a God of order. Without order, there is chaos. So God has established, you could call motherhood, fatherhood, the office or the position of mothers and fathers in line. And and through all different things, without order, without order and rules, there's chaos, right? I I was thinking about, you know, the other day I went to the store and you got to stay six feet away uh, when you're checking out from the people. And I'm checking out and, uh, you know, so I'm waiting behind uh, this aisle right here. And then uh, I'm next in line to go. And here comes this lady with her cart right in front of me and cuts cuts the line like I'm invisible. And it's like really you can't see me uh, i'm blocking out the light you know like you can't see me right uh, and, and i don't know if she did or didn't i didn't say nothing i just let her go but reality is how much, how upset would you get as every time you're in a uh in the store to check out and people just cut in front of you. they don't believe in waiting in lines why should i have to wait in line right it would how many of you know there would be some big arguments in the store right? Uh, all these things because it brings, it brings chaos. So there's, I guess, an unwritten law that people know you wait in line. If someone's waiting, you go behind them because if you don't, it brings chaos. There's going to be all, all sorts of, uh, arguing in these things. So God is a God of order. He has set, uh, offices and, and things in place to keep chaos from going over, taking over the world. So as we're, we're talking about this, uh, I think about you know when when parents have children, it's easy to get them to obey when they're young, but when they once they become a teenager, you know, in the upper teens, what happens? They want to become their own person, you know, which is the natural process. But but as they get older, they begin challenging your authority over their life, and you know. It's, you know, they they might only be 16 years old, but they think they're an adult. And, you know, uh, look, I'm old enough to make my own decisions. You shouldn't be telling me that, especially when they make 18, right? And I'm just as guilty uh, when I was, uh, but it's, oh, you know, I'm 18, I'm an adult. I should be, you shouldn't be able to tell me where, what I can and can't do. But yet I still want you to uh, provide a roof over my head and provide me a meal and all these things. I want, all I want is my freedom, right? But it doesn't work that way. way. You know, there's order to things that that go on. And this is what I want to share with you here in Romans chapter 13, starting in verses 1 and 2. And this is talking about order of the office of a parent and different things. And, And this talks about a lot more than that. But this is what I want you to see. It says, let, what's that next word? Everyone be subject to governing authorities. Can I tell you something? Your mother is a governing authority over you. Your father is a governing authority over you. Now, this is also talking about in the legal world or where governors, presidents, and all this uh, things. But he says, let everyone. Notice he does not give an exemption. That some of you have to, that are, uh, you know, only if, that, only if that governing authority is a Christian. It's not saying that. Because God is a God of order, and he has to have things in order. It says, let everyone be subject to governing authorities. Now notice this, for there is no authority. Circle that on your notes, circle that in your Bible. There is no authority except that which God has established. God established the office of motherhood. God established the office of fatherhood. This is why it says, obey your parents because it pleases God. Because you're following his authority. He has set them above you. It says, God, it, there's no authority except which God has established. Now notice what it says here. The authorities that ha- exist have been established by who? By who? God. Those of you at home, I can't hear you. Uh, uh, <laughs> it has been established by God, so uh, it says. Consequently, so if all these established uh, have been established by God, the office of mothers and fathers and authorities have been established by God. He says. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority, the office that God has stated and put in place, is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do will bearing what? Judgment on themselves. Now think of what it's telling you here. As God has placed the office of a mother and father over you, it is God that has placed it and is commanding you, one of the Ten Commandments, honor thy father and mother, so that it will go along with you. Notice what it says here. That if you rebel against the authority placed on top of you. You are not really just rebelling against them. You are actually rebelling against God. And you know. I hear a lot of Christians talk about. Well you know. I only submit to God. I have no other person I listen to. Well then you're not even listening to God. You're, that, that's your Peter aha moment. Where Peter said. You know I'll never deny you. in God. So. God let him go in a place where he, God had to show him different in his heart. You see, a person that says, I submit to nobody, I don't need a pastor, I don't need this, I don't listen to these, the only thing I listen to is God. Well, where are those, place, those uh, authority figures God has placed in your life for you to listen to? All God is showing you is you see you're not listening. When you're not giving in to the authority over you, your mother and father and honoring them in these ways and listening to authorities, you know why there's a, there's a speed limit on the road? It's so people don't kill themselves by going 320 miles an hour. You know why they don't allow people to drive and drink? Because they don't want people to kill each other. Without laws and guidelines, there's chaos. So we understand that it says when, when we rebel against the established authorities that God has established, we are not just uh, rebelling against that authority. We're showing our true colors, and we're actually rebelling against God. Can I take this a step further for you? This blew my mind when I I, I read this this week. Not that there was much mind to blow, but... um, John nineteen seven through 1, if there was ever anyone that walked on this earth that could have overridden authority on earth, I'd say it would have been Jesus. How many of you know Jesus obeyed his mother? When Jesus was a boy in the temple uh, and they went looking for him, what are you doing? Uh, he says, I had to be about my father's business. And she said, no, you got to follow us. It says that Jesus obeyed and followed. He didn't rebel against his, his natural mother because it was a position of authority that God had placed over his life. Now notice this. This is when Jesus is arrested and standing before Pilate. The Jewish leaders insisted we have a law and according to the uh, the law he must die they're talking about jesus proclaiming to be the son of god because he claimed to be the son of god when Pilate heard this now he, he said he goes he says he was even more afraid and went back inside the palace and he began to speak to jesus where do you come from he asked jesus but jesus gave him no answer then notice what happens here notice verse 10. Pilate who is a governing authority on the land, right? Right. Pilate is a governing authority of the land. And where do the governing authorities of the land come from? God. There is no governing authority unless God has has instituted it. Now, Jesus himself, the son of God, if anyone could have exempted that law and said, look, I'm the son of God, I don't have to listen to an earthly governing authority, would have been Jesus. But watch what happens here. Pilate is speaking to him, and Jesus refuses to speak to him, and Pilate pulls out the authority cord. Now, Pilate then, this is beyond what Pilate was thinking, but Pilate's saying, you know, hey, I'm the head cheese over here. You're going to speak to me. And this is what Pilate tells him. He says, do you refuse to speak to me? He tells Jesus. And then notice what he says. Do you realize, Pilate's telling him, do you realize Jesus... I have power either to free you or to crucify you. And notice Jesus' answer. You would have no power over me. Stop there. Jesus didn't say you don't have power over me. You catching this? He's saying you would have no power over me. In other words, you do have power, authority over me right now because you are instituted, uh, uh, uh per- authority over me right now in the government that Jesus says, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you. What is he talking about? What was given to him? Power and authority over Jesus. Cause God has established All authority and power on earth. And one of those things is the position of motherhood and fatherhood. Jesus says, so you would have no power unless it was given to you from where? Above. Because God has established that power and authority. And Jesus says, you know what? I am in full submission to my father. And my father commands that I am in the authority of these people on earth. God is a God of order, and He has positions. When people rebel against the authority that God has placed in their life, it brings nothing but chaos. So let's, let's get back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is what? Right. Why is it right? It says, in the Lord, not because they're Christian, but because of their position. Because of the office of motherhood. Because of the office of fatherhood. Because it is right in the Lord. Because that's how the Lord has it established. The order established in life. And when you don't do that, when you don't honor your parents, when you don't put value on their life, you're not... I don't care how bad that parent is. God doesn't say you approve of everything they do, but he says you honor that position. You honor that position above you. It is a valuable position. So again, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor, meaning value, your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. So why is it saying that it may go well with you and enjoy a long life on earth? Remember back in Romans 1-2 uh, where it says consequently if you rebel against that authority that uh, you will bring judgment upon yourself. You see how that ties in with the rebelling against that authority figure over you? You're, it'll bring judgment against yourself because you're not a rebelling just against them. You're rebelling against God. So I have a question for you. are you honoring those of you that have parents that are still alive those of you who are parents are you treating and honoring your mother and father the way you want your children to honor and treat you are you treating and honoring your mother are you treating and honoring your father the way you want and expect your children to treat and honor you. See, we reap what we sow. So we have to understand that honor begins with us, honoring those that God has placed over us. So again, what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about here today is tying this Proverbs 31 into the position of motherhood, the office of motherhood versus A to-do list that honors mothers. No, he's talking about all the things mothers do is the position and office that she holds in your life that you honor her. So quickly, we're going to go back to Proverbs 31.10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth more than rubies. And instead of reading from this version... I I did, it was was not on your list, I I did put the message paraphrase, which helps us a little bit in this, and I want to read it from there. Uh, This daunting task, if you read Proverbs 31, like I got to do all these things, it's a checklist I got to check off to be the the woman of God, no, you know, this is going to be then it's impossible. But if we understand Proverbs 31 is teaching us hard-headed men and children to honor that position of motherhood like she deserves. Notice this, it says, (coughs) we'll we'll start in verse 10. A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has a reason to regret it. Never spiteful, Never treats him generously all her life long. She shops around for the best yarns and cottons and enjoys knitting and sewing. So if you're doing a checklist, you could start one. You need to learn how to knit and sew. She is like a trading ship that sails far away uh, places and brings exotic surprises. Well, some of us know how how to go to the shopping mall and buy all kinds of things, but that's all right. It says this, verse 15, She's up before the dawn, preparing breakfast for her family and organizing her day. Uh-oh. <laughs> Guys, get your, get your checklist out so you can start with you. you got to be up before the rest of the family, get that breakfast made, and get, get everything organized. So here's, here's a few things. You, you got to get up early, make breakfast. You know, <laughs> verse 16, she looks over a few and buys it, and then with uh, money she's put aside and plants a garden. Plant garden. So, get early, so get up early, cook your family breakfast, and go out in the garden. Out <laughs> out right? Right? This, 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 is, this is not what God was meaning by this, that you have to do this to be a good woman. Alright? And then he goes, verse 17. First thing in the morning, she dresses for work, rolls up her sleeves, and is eager to get started. So... You get up early, cook breakfast, go do the garden, then you get ready for work. And you be happy about going to work. Verse 18, she senses the worth of her work and is in no hurry to call it quits for the day. So, hey, look, do a little bit of overtime today uh, there on the job. And then when you come home, yeah, verse, uh, uh, verse 19, it says, uh, she's skilled in the crafts of home and health and diligent in homemaking. So you, you, you get up early, cook us breakfast, go work in the garden, get ready for your job, work at it with excitement, stay work late, then when you come home, clean up the house. Boy, we're going to have all kind of men signing up for this one right here. <laughs> then, verse 20 tells you, she is quick to assist anyone in need and reaches out to help the poor. So once you finish with our family here, look around for charity work that you could go do. Verse 21, she doesn't worry about her family when it snows. Their winter clothes are all mended and ready to wear. Now in nah, Louisiana, we'll give you cut some slack. We're not going to have much snow, but you got to make sure they have their coats ready. Verse 22, she makes her own clothing and dresses in colorful linens and skills. So get that sewing machine ready. Now, now this is all when you come back from work after that 18-hour day, you know. And then, verse 23, her husband is greatly respected with uh, deliberates uh, with the city fathers because they're proud of that woman. Verse twenty four. She designs gowns and sells them. Brings the sweater she knits into the dress shop. So you not only do you work your regular job, you're a fashion designer. You got to design it and sew it with your own hands. Verse twenty five. Her clothes are well made and elegant. She always faces tomorrow with a smile. Oh, don't you? Are doing all that? Don't you, you ever complain about it? Verse 26, when she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say and she is always, always says it kindly. I'm not going to stay there because I'll get myself in trouble. <laughs> she always has something worthwhile to say. <laughs> okay. I, I, Yes, I, I, sometimes I, I used to call when Shrek came out. Trek came out. <laughs> I, I would joke with my wife. We were, we're going to New York one time. And, the, you know, that's a 20-something mile drive. And the whole time... <laughs> I, I told her, I say I feel like Shrek. And you donkey on the side just ride on, blah, 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 Shrek. <laughs> so, so, so It says, when she speaks, she has something worthwhile to say. Worthwhile to say. And she says it. Always kindly. So, Bab, whatever you tell me after service, say kindly. Verse 27. She keeps an eye on everyone in her household and keeps them all busy and productive. In other words, you're also the general manager of the house. Now, how many of you would read that list and say, Wow. Is that what God's telling me to do? I've got to fulfill all these things to be. A godly woman, no, that's not what he's saying. He's talking about these are things that, that wives uh, do, mothers do, taking care of the family in all different ways. And then, because that's why in the next verse, verse 28, it says this, and we're talking about honoring the position and title. That's what I believe this chapter's about. It says, verse 28, notice what her children do. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Notice how it changes here, and it's really talking to the children and the husbands. Realize the value of the position of motherhood. It says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I love the way it says that. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Why do you surpass them all? It's not because your importance is on being a mother. People may do all kinds of things. You know, the women become presidents and CEOs of companies. And, you know, that's great things, but God's more proud of you for being a mother than the CEO of that company. Because it's a more important job. Now, verse... 30 here might get us uh, in trouble here in a minute. It says, "Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. fleeting. <laughs> but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her. Put value in her. For all that her hands have done, let her works bring her praise at the city gate. You see, the position... That God has established for motherhood for a wife is to be greatly honored and to be greatly valued. And when we don't do that, we are actually rebelling against God and the authorities that He has placed over each and every one of us. So, in the future, when you read Proverbs 31, don't let it get you down, as in, oh, I need to learn to sow, I need to learn to do all these things. That's not what it's about. It's talking about all the different things mothers do. And he's telling us, honor that mother for what she does, what she brings to the family. Amen. Father, we just come to you today. I thank you uh, for all the mothers that have been watching online, all the mothers throughout this world. We just speak a special blessing upon them today, Father, as we honor and value them today for the position that you have placed them in the lives of their families, Father. Father, we just ask that they be uh, extremely blessed, Father God, and not only today, but throughout the whole year, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you for our mothers. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Remember, if you have kids, tune back in at 1 o'clock for Children's Church New Generations. God bless you.